You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. Today, Steph and I get to talk to Renee Jacobs who is an amazing mountaineer woman. But before we go into that, Steph, how are you doing? How is your week? What do you have for us? Um, so I signed up for a race, which is pretty exciting. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. We'll see if it happens. But I signed up for a 50K, and it's the Fire Tower Trail Race out of Hinkley, Minnesota. And so the halfway point, you climb up the fire tower and mm-hmm. down. Um and that's in September. Kind of cool thing is that they're not charging anything until they know for sure it's going to happen, mm, which is nice. I mean, I, I'm fine supporting races, but um, so we'll have to start training for that again. I mean, I'm running, but um, having a little bit of a hard time, Aaron started working in fertilizer. And so he is um, driving truck now for our agronomy division and, um, so he gets up and leaves the house at 5.30, and then he won't get home until 9, 10 o'clock at night, and it's oh. every day. So, but the good news is, is that they he told him that he can't work tomorrow because tomorrow is Amelia's first birthday. Oh, which my gosh. I'm sad about. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so we're, I think we're going to go hiking in the morning, and then um, we're going to have a little phone chat with family members and sing happy birthday and do a cake smash and stuff. So, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, those long hours sound really exhausting. It um, is. As a mom, you know, having your partner be gone so much, yeah. but it also is a huge celebration one year yeah. of being on this planet and, and happy birth day to you also, because it's huge for moms to be able to celebrate this also. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. I know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's so fun. It's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. What about over you? Here, How are you doing? Gosh. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for those of you who you might know or not know, um, Chase, my husband and I, and our kids have been planning on going to Europe this summer. Um, we have, some races in the Alps and we were going to do a bunch of hiking and um, hop over to England to the Lake District and do a bunch of hiking there. We were going to be gone for three months. I mean, we're still planning on going as of right now. But um, so it was just interesting week because one day we secured renters for our house, like while we're going to be gone so that we can rent out our house and make our mortgage 
Okay. So that was one day. The next day, Chase received the dreaded email that no runner wants to get saying that his Austrian 110K race is canceled. And my Swiss Alps race, 100K, is um, a, is two or three weeks after his. And so it hasn't been canceled yet. But, you know, it, it kind of feels like just a matter of time. I mean, everything just keeps getting bumped. Um, so I don't know. We're still waiting on that. It just was weird. You know, it's like one day it's like, yay, like this really is going to happen. Oh, that's kind of where we've been. But uh, tomorrow I am going to run 20 miles because I one of my races that got canceled went virtual. And I literally am just spontaneously hopping in it tomorrow. Um, and Chase and the kids are going to come cheer me on at some point. So fun. it'll be good. We're still yeah. we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> Even though our races aren't, we're still here. Yes. Yep. Anyway, what All are right. you enjoying this week, Steph? Um, features socks. Mm. I do like the shorter ones. Um, when I'm running just on my road, they help with blisters. They dry really fast. They're just, they're a little bit more like compressive, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And I like, they have the L and the R like on the foot. Cause it goes mm-hmm. with like your arch. Aaron always makes fun of me that I have to have, you know, which sock goes on which foot, but mm-hmm. You have to but have them do. if it's like a compression type sock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really awesome. enjoy those. Yeah. Are they pretty? Um, yeah, they're bright colored, but you can't see them because they're inside a shoe. Right. I mean, right. they're not they're not tall at all. Mm-hmm. But they're I bright like color socks. And I do when I'm on the trail, but I don't when I'm running on my treadmill or out on the road. Just because I, I don't have to. If mm-hmm. I'm going on like gravel roads, though, I do because sometimes mm-hmm. it gets kicked up. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. What are you loving? Well, um, Chase and I recently got a couple pieces of gear from Roman Run, which is uh, like a run company in West Virginia. And I got this sweet pink shirt that I really love, and it's super soft. It's I think it's cotton and polyester. Um, so it doesn't, it's not super techie, okay. uh, like technical shirt, but I, I love that. I'm the kind of person that I really like being comfortable and feeling like wonderful things on my skin. <laughs> Buttery soft. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I like, I'm the kind of person that in the winter, if I go on a, a jog that's supposed to be very easy and it's like intentionally an easy run. I like to throw on a cotton like hoodie sweatshirt just like, and it reminds me to be comfortable, stay comfortable. Yeah. Um, anyway, not saying the shirt is going to slow me down into a comfortable (laughs) boat, but I'm just excited. I'm going to wear it tomorrow on my run and it's just fun to have uh, new pieces of clothing. It is. When you're a runner and you wear the same thing every day and everything gets smelly, it's nice to like refresh in the the wardrobe. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so today we, like um, Nikki said, we have Renee Jacobs. She is the current FKT holder for um, California's 14ers. Yes. 
she's amazing. She the previous record was something like nine days, twelve yep. hours ish. Um, she got the record um, for six days, four hours, and five minutes, and we get to hear uh, all about it. Um, yeah. Just kind of different things that she went through during it, um, how she kind of trained and prepared for it, what it's like doing something like that with a two-year-old, how you face risk when you're a mom. Yep. We touch on so many great things. Yeah. She's very inspiring. Yeah, she is. We don't touch on like every little detail of right. the FKT. We will probably link um, the race report down below if you want to read her full race report but we talk about like the mental side and dealing you know how how it was with um being a mom and doing something like this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how to train your brain yes yeah so it's great give it a listen so do you want to start and tell us a little bit about yourself sure yeah so um I'm a mom with one boy and he's two and a half. And um, it's, it is kind of funny because that's like being a mom. I I don't work anymore. I stopped working in December. And so I used to kind of always identify, you know, as myself as being like a career woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I did architecture and structural engineering before that. And so I just, you know, I spent a ton of time in school and, and I've been working, you know, jobs my entire life ever since then. And, um, I recently decided in this past December to, to put that all on hold so I could spend more time with my son during these, you know, it felt like really important years. Um, and so it is, it just feels kind of funny still to like, be like, yeah, I'm a mom. <laughs> uh-huh. It's the uh-huh. most important job in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it is just kind of funny how our society has put such a focus on careers and like if mm-hmm. you aren't, you know, if you don't have a thing that you do at a job, then you aren't right. important or who, who aren't you then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've gone through those same thoughts as well. Um and I don't know, so for you, um, I mean, I know, so you've been a career woman and, um, and I, you've always been like a hardcore adventurer, which we'll talk about, but did you, did you consciously like wait a little while to have your son, um, yeah, so yeah, that so, you could be doing, yeah, sorry for interrupting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely an older mom. I'm turning 42 this year. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that was part of it was that I just, you know, didn't meet the right person um, to like settle down with. And but then also part of it is like the people that you tend to date are also on the same page where like, Mm -hmm. you know, my husband and I knew each other for a long time before we were even ready to kind of talk about, you know, giving up all that freedom and having kids. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, for, (laughs) so, so yeah, it kind of, it, it was, uh, maybe not necessarily like an intentional decision, but that just kind of happens when you are enjoying life and, you know, kind of just following that momentum. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just always curious because, um, like I had my son, I got pregnant when I was 23 and, uh, it was a surprise, but you know, um, turned out to be a great one, of course, but, um, I'm just always, yeah, curious about, I mean, cause everybody does it so different and, um, I don't know, what are your thoughts? Like looking back on waiting to have your kid, you got in a yeah. lot of adventures. Yeah. Well, and, um, I'm finding it like, I, I keep thinking about a lot of benefits to being an older mom. Like, I have just found myself so much through my own life. And like, 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 for example, one of the, the, the huge things for me that I now rely on just, just so heavily is a, a strong meditation practice. Mm-hmm. And I never, like, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have had that if I was a 20 something and had kids. Like I just, mm-hmm. it, it just like, it's yeah. just like where my life has taken me, you know, I feel like I'm, so much better prepared to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> of course, that's also, Good. Yeah. It's also hard to know like what it would be like to be uh, a 20 something, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and then of course there's always these thoughts of like these morbid thoughts, like, well, am I going to be, you know, I'm going to live to see my grandchildren and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know, but you just never know because we only know our own experience. And like my mom had me when she was 40. And so, you know, and and my parents were super awesome and really outdoorsy and gave me a great life. And then and it kind of was an interesting circle because then I had kids really young um, and and they are like super active in my family's life. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but for sure, like you talking about your grandparents, like my husband and I, our our parents are, you know, rather old and they have a hard time keeping up with our toddlers. (laughs) You know, they're like, like after, you know, after, you know, eight hours with them, they're like, whew. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, yes. Kids are exhausting. They are. (laughs) It is hard. Yeah. But. Well, yeah. and it's funny because my mom had me at 27 or 28 and then she got divorced and then remarried and had my brother when she was 40. And she talks okay. about the difference of having yeah. kids, you know, when she's in her 20s versus when she's 40. But <laughs> oh, mom, yeah. I can tell that I get worn out more. I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah. always tiring no matter what. Totally. Yeah. Are you going to be a, twi- a tired 20 something year old or a tired 40 year old? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, so <laughs> I love, I mean, I could talk about kids all day long. I, yeah. They're outside right now with my mother in law because they would be nuts if they were here and my husband's working. So, um, we, wanted to talk to you about your FKT and um, I just want to know how you kind of decided to go for this or what your thought process was. You're like, I'm going to do all, well, why don't you tell us what your for your <laughs> FKT is? Yeah. You can probably describe it a little bit better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This sort of generic intro is, yeah. So 
um, there's there are 15 peaks in California that are higher than 14,000 feet, and so they're called collectively the 14ers. <laughs> and some of them are walk-ups, like it's basically a trail to get to the top. And some of them are more technical, like they call they, there's this whole class uh, grading system in climbing that like class three, class four, class five. And so um, some of them are of the level where most people would bring, you know, ropes and, and climbing gear. So some of them are pretty technical, which makes it um, a, a little bit more um, challenging for 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 people to do this FKT because a lot of people just aren't comfortable with, um, you know, doing that that kind of climbing, and. Yeah, and so it kind of is like a little niche like for me that like I, I like to run and climb. And so mm -hmm. it, it was like a kind of a natural fit for me to to um to want to to do this. And I had been thinking about doing it for years, like before I had my son and um and then my husband and I were talking about our goals for last year. And, and he like, I mean, just, I, he suggested it and I was totally shocked. Like, like, do you have any idea what that, what I'm going to have to ask of you and how much support I'm going to need from you? And, but he was really excited about it and, 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 and we made it happen. What an awesome so, husband. Like, yeah. For your dreams. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's major. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, I, I don't know. It's, it's like gosh, I mean, I don't, I can't even compare it to like, it's, it's even more than doing like a hundred miler. You have to like, you, oh, yeah. you know, you, you do like many, it's like this whole huge staged race thing that, you know, it just, it took yeah. a lot of time. Well, oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. I, we, so I read some of your trip report and it is insane. I mean, I read most of your trip report, which even that, I mean, there's so much detail. I mean, it's for, how you know the time frame it took you which we'll talk about but it's there's so much thought and preparation to this whole ordeal it's really inspiring um <laughs> yeah so how did well, how did you care for it yeah so the um okay so <laughs> I'm I'm it's I mentioned before I'm a structural engineer and an architect and so I I'm very like methodical and I also really like understanding everything like just superficial knowledge doesn't work for me I really like to like dig in and feel like I have a really good grasp on you know like not only okay so speed work is good but I like to know like what is the most efficient speed work you know, at what point in the training process and, you know, like, yeah, all this, mm -hmm. all, like, you know, all this sort of stuff. So I, um, I dug into a lot of the, like, there's books and, and podcasts that, that helped me out a lot, but, you know, to help understand how to best prepare on the training front. But then I also worked with a, my friend of mine is a, a, a coach, a strength trainer. And so I, you know, I, I used his help and also um, like, I know there's some training plans that are in like, for example, a book, Relentless Forward Progress. That's a, I really mm -hmm. like that one. 
for coming up with some training plans. Um, and it, and so it was, it was just kind of fun, like, like figuring out how to educate myself and uh, because this was the first time that I had formally trained, I was kind of just one of those people that just like did stuff for fun and, and it wasn't ever so serious, but this time it was like, Hey, this is a big deal. I can't just wing it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, there were a lot of tactics and lots of learning and research and, and stuff to try to figure out um, how to do it. Yeah. So then how did you figure out like more of the logistics? Like, cause I, I read parts of your race report too, and you had to drive to certain places, right? Or did you yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah. 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 So, right. So I guess like the, um, there are a couple of different ways of doing the 14ers. Some people have actually done them all self-supported by riding a bike in between all of the trailheads, which is just an amazing feat. Yes. <laughs> so, but I, I went the route of, um, I had a, a friend named Tom Grundy. He, he, he crewed me and did all of the, the driving in between trailheads. So, um, so yeah, logistically you have to find somebody that is available to do that, but then also, trying to find somebody that can watch your kid, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're and, a mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it ended up being, and, and, and I, uh, I did, I had to do two attempts because the first time my son got me really sick. And so I, you know, I figured it all out. Like, okay, this is my crew team. You know, the grandparents are on board, the husband's on board, you know, these two drivers are on board and then I got sick and I couldn't do it. And I had to do it all over again. And the crew team completely okay. changed. And <laughs> okay. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That is such the life of a parent because yeah. I feel like <laughs> you just never know. You're, and they just share their germs. And it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it It really is. And the, the whole like I've got I've gotten so much better after being a mom about just going with the flow and kind of winging it and being like, mm-hmm. OK, you know, I had mm-hmm. some you kind of have to let go of your expectations and just kind of, you know, live hmm. moment by moment, <laughs> yeah. you know, but how is yeah. that for how is that for your engineer mind that has everything yeah. kind of prepared? I know. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. I know. And that's where the meditation comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Sure. So I, I feel like my son has changed me in, in so many ways, just, you know, my sort of my natural instincts, the way that I was used to operating. And I, I just had to like, I had to change a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I yeah. Mean, it's like, tough self-growth. It's what? It's tough self-growth. Oh, yes. sometimes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was Go ahead, ask, Steph. I was going to ask what your, like, how did you mentally feel after that first attempt when you had to stop? I mean, I know you were sick, and so you're, I don't think, I mean, you know that you couldn't continue on, but how did you feel having been like, oh, now I got to do this whole process over again and try again? Like, was there yeah. any doubt in your mind? Yeah, well, and so um, 
Uh, no, because I did like the, the first leg of the attempt is um, it, the as I had planned it, it, it took me like 35 or 36 hours or so. And by the I, I, I thought about quitting multiple times. And I just decided that I wanted to make sure that I was confident that I couldn't do it. And by the end, I mean, it's, it's gross, but I was like, I was hacking up all sorts of stuff and Ugh. it was pretty obvious that I could not finish. So, yeah. yeah. So I, there was like no question that, you know, I sort of pushed it too hard and I knew that I convinced myself that I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, of course there's like, um, you know, after all of this, it sort of is like having a race canceled, right. After all of this effort that you hmm. put into stuff. Um, yeah, it's luckily, um, yeah. I was able to pull some people together and make it happen a second time and it, and it worked out. So mm -hmm. <laughs> what was the time frame? Okay. Oh, sorry, Nikki. I was just going to ask that. No, oh, good. <laughs> what was the record? And yeah. Yeah. So the whole, it took me six days four hours, five minutes. And so that is from the time that I left the car at the first trailhead to the time that I hit my car at the, you know, last trailhead. So all of the driving is included in that time. And so, um, you know, it was like the first, the first leg was like 30 hours or so. And it, it, it was, um, yeah, was that seven? Seven fourteeners to in the those thirty hours. Wow. And then driving and then you know, you drive to your next trailhead. You know, and you kind of like do it like some of the fourteeners are all clustered together and so you can like do a whole string of them and then some of them are isolated like Shasta and White and you kind mm -hmm. of have to like you know, you have to get back in your car and drive in between them. So it was an, it was actually kind of a nice mix of short days and long days. Yeah. Like, like mm -hmm. Shasta was kind of like my recovery day after my 30 hour, you know, push. Um, uh -huh. and, Just uh -huh. yeah. Martina as a recovery. That's fine. <laughs> um, how did it, how did it work getting in your car? I mean, how did you feel? Like, did your legs tighten up or what did you do when you were driving in between those trailheads? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, my, my husband um, decided that when we had a kid that he finally had his excuse to get his sprinter van. So, <laughs> yeah. we, <laughs> so, so we have a sprinter van with a bed in the back and I could um, you know, sleep or do, you know, like I could do some myofacial, myofacial release, like with my, my, all of my tools and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. so it wasn't nearly as bad as just like sitting in a car seat and, you know, like totally cramping up, you know, yeah. like I can stand in my van while it's moving. I mean, you know, I'm not supposed to take off my seatbelt or whatever, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Yeah. <laughs> we won't <Yeah>. tell <laughs> and so yeah. um you would try and grab some sleep 
in in between in the right, car right, right right yeah so the idea was to try to get some sleep in the car which worked sometimes and didn't work other times I'm not a, I'm I am so jealous of the people that say that they can just like sleep everywhere at the drop of a hat because I'm not one of those people mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah there and there were definitely there were some times when you know after driving got to the trailhead and it was like I am just destroyed that I did not sleep at all I'm gonna have to give myself like you know three or four hours or something you know in the car so mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've heard of people, you know, doing this sort of thing where they just sleep in the car and that just did not work for me, unfortunately. What was the longest period of time that you slept over the six days? Yeah, probably. So the day before the last day, I decided not to set an alarm because I, mm-hmm. um, I was starting to feel it a lot, but, um, just like some pretty you know, I was just, it was pretty apparent that I was suffering from sleep deprivation. And so Mm -hmm. the last, the last leg was going to be another pretty big one. And, um, and I decided that I wasn't going to set an alarm. And I think I ended up sleeping nine hours and I woke up feeling amazing. It was so worth it. (laughs) Yeah. And you still got the FKT. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Because what, what was the previous what was the previous FKT? Yeah, so they have different categories on the website, like um, oh, okay. co-ed team. So there was like a, a woman who did it with a man, and um, and exactly like how you define each different attempt is is kind of mushy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so the the there's basically only two other attempts that are um that are are on the fkt site and um one of them was like almost eight days and one of them was like over nine days or something like that so okay yeah beat it by the and yeah and i (laughs) okay i did um i in reading your trip report i saw your emphasis on doing the FKT solo and can you explain like without a man can you explain why that was so important to you yeah so um (laughs) in mountaineering as well as a lot of other careers there's still this sort of um prevailing notion that women are the weaker sex and it's, you know, it's not like everybody feels that way, but it kind of slips in in a lot of different ways. And, you know, sometimes I even hear women saying things that suggest that, you know, and it um, mm-hmm. and and I think it's it's sort of is like um, it's so prevailing that it has become the like the norm like it is it is okay to to accept that and it's okay to say that and um and um I just feel like yeah like sure there are some physical differences and sometimes men can do things better and faster than women but that's not always the case and sometimes women are actually better than men and um and the the two previous attempts 
uh, one of them in particular, like in her trip report, she, you know, referred to the, the, the man that she had done it with as her guide, like, like, hmm. like she needed someone to show her, yeah. you know, where to go. Like she couldn't read a map on her own or something. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what she was saying, but that, you know, that kind of, um, it's how it came off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. And so for me, it, it just, it, it just felt like, like there's no reason why women can't do all of these super cool, awesome things that men are doing in just the same style. Like we don't, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, it, 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 but then one of the other things that, that I thought was really important is just to, kind of for women to have those role models, to know that, you know, to see other people doing things gives other women Mm -hmm. the confidence in trying it for themselves. Like, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of women that I talk to that are a little intimidated, for example, by going out into the forest on a trail that they've never been on. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I might get lost. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to navigate. And these are all you know, skills that are totally, you know, easy to kind of like to, to acquire and, and to give yourself Mm -hmm. the confidence and freedom, kind of like, you know, like, um, if you ride bikes, like learning how to change your tire, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't do Mm -hmm. that. But, but it actually isn't that difficult. And, (laughs) and it's empowering to know that, you know, if you got a flat tire, or if, you know, some dude got a flat tire and, and you could fix his tire, you know, like. Yeah, <laughs> I totally, I actually, my ex-boyfriend from high school did not know how to change his tire. And my dad said, when I started driving, he needed to make sure I knew how to change a tire and change oil. And so I had to change my ex-boyfriend's tire in the parking lot at school. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is is really cool that you, I mean, that you did this, that you accomplished this. It's amazing. And then you are setting the stage for other women to do it in the future as well. I mean, I mean, you're just all of the stuff you're saying is making me think about things I've learned. And um, it's just it, like you said, it's very empowering. Yeah. 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 Well, even for so I have two daughters. And even to show my daughters that they can do whatever they set their mind to and they can do it by themselves. You know, they're strong yeah. enough mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but on the flip side, though, did it scare you at all to do it alone? Yeah. So this is an interesting facet of the whole mommy thing is that, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, free soloing when you're climbing is scary and, and, and it is actually dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And, um, right. and, yeah. you know, the, um, your, your, what they call your, your, your head, like your head space, like, like the thoughts that are going through your head are so important when you're climbing. You don't want to lose it, your confidence. And, um, right. And one of the things that I really had to work through after having my son was, you know, thoughts of my son going through my head. Like, you know, if I die right now, I'm going to leave my son motherless and that's not right. And, you know, like that, that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. And, and Mm -hmm. it's not just climbing. I also get the same thing. Like, like, for example, if I'm on my road bike and I'm, you know, descending and realize like all of a sudden, oh, I'm going 40 miles an hour. This is probably a little irresponsible. I need to slow down because, you know, something happens. I'm, I'm, (laughs) you know, I have a son now. Yeah. Yeah. It completely changes your. So, so how do you, yeah. How do you combat that? I mean, how do you protect your headspace when you are free soloing a sketchy peak in bad weather on an FKT attempt? <laughs> yeah. 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 And so that was part, of, I mean, there's so part of my training was mental training and, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of like when you're doing a, 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 you know, any sort of long endurance race that, um, there's there's certainly going to be negative thoughts that come through your head you're going to like doubt yourself or um you know just like there's there's like countless sorts of things that can happen right and i feel like it's um combating it in um like okay so like the techniques are kind of the same in all cases is one is like recognizing what is going on you know, these are, these are thoughts. This is not actually what's happening. I totally am in control. This is, you know, this is within my ability and, you know, you, you know, like it's almost like recognizing the little, you know, (laughs) the little, the little dark demon on your shoulder or something, you know, that's like, I don't have to listen to you. You're, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You know, know, because go away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and like I, I, I had trained, I know my skills as a climber and nothing that I did was outside of my ability level. And so you kind of just like, you know, (laughs) you have to recognize the thoughts for what they are and, and, and change your, your, um, the, the, um, the, the, the conversation in your head. Yeah. So mm-hmm. did you, did you meditate mm-hmm. on your FKT attempt? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I discovered m- meditation and, um, I used it as a mom for helping me with, you know, my son, but then also in sport as well. And, um, and one of the things that I have learned through discovering meditation is that I always thought I, or I assumed that meditation was like the time that you spend thinking about something and you get some enlightenment about that thing that you're thinking about yeah. <laughs> and, and then realize that it's actually not about that at all. It's, it's about like quieting your mind and learning how to, you know, l- like, set aside stress or, um, you know, just sort of transition into a calmer state. And so, you know, it's, it's like so useful in, 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 you know, endurance sports too, to be able to like recognize the stress and then just focus on your breathing and, and, you know, and sort of transition to a different headspace. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that we are so connected. Our bodies are so connected to our minds. And so how we're, our heads are doing is pretty going to determine how, how good our bodies can handle what we're putting it through. 
And yeah, so, so meditation and, and what else, what other tricks did you use to get the negative thoughts away? I mean, I know besides like knowing your abilities, that was definitely one, Yeah. Um, like just what other kind of lifesavers did you have on the trip? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, just trusting in, in your training program, right? Like there's mm-hmm. so many little boosts of confidence that happen in training. And so if you have like these little baby steps that you're managing to make in your training, then almost every single day you're like, oh, I couldn't do that a month ago and I can do mm-hmm. it now. And, you know, and just like really holding on to that. And mm-hmm. um, so that, that, that does tie into the, the, the skill set. Um, but then I mean, I definitely, even during the 14ers came back to that, like just remembering what I had learned and what I've gone through and, um, and just getting like helping that to restore the confidence and keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I guess it's, <laughs> it's so good to be able to do that and kind of think rationally and, and calm yourself. But what about when you were so tired and I mean, what was the fatigue like? At, yeah. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So mm-hmm. you're reminding me another one of these tactics is to think about what other people have done mm-hmm. and, and be like, okay, they, they what they suffered and they went through is so much worse than what I'm doing right now. <sighs> Like, mm-hmm. and then knowing that, so, um, the, the human body is capable of so much more than we think it is, but also what our brain thinks it's capable of. Like, there's all these really cool studies about how when people can somehow, um, find a, a different pathway to make their brains stop telling themselves that they're tired they have so much more energy. Like, like one of the basic ones that I think is super, super cool is they did this study where they flashed imperceptible images of happy faces in front of people that were, I think it was cyclists and the people that were getting these happy images, you know, like flashed into their, 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 mm-hmm. their vision, they, they performed, you know, so much better and the whole, like, you know, just put a smile on your face or, uh-huh. um, but then also like your brain kind of shuts down and tells your muscles you're done way before they're actually done because it's a survival mechanism. Yeah. It's like, like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to push to your limit because then things will be really bad. So yeah. I'm going to make you mm-hmm. stop way before you're actually tired. And mm-hmm. so, um, that's another kind of like just having like the, the, that knowledge is really helpful. But then of course, like, so I was definitely, when I was really, really tired, um, I was starting to have like, you know, slight hallucinations and, um, you know, fantasizing about sleeping on, on a bed of pine needles and, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. <Yes. laughs> and, 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 but then like, I don't know. I've just, you know, heard all these amazing stories of how people have, you know, pushed through those moments and you kind of want to be like, well, 
okay, can I do that too? Like I, I am in a, I'm really tired right now. Other people have managed to, to like push through this and keep going. You know, I want to be one of those people. I want to do this. Yeah. Did you by chance read the book Endure? Endure? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's a good one. It is a great book. Yeah. So they were talking about, I think that, that, um, cyclist study, right. In that book. Yeah. 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 That might've been where I heard about it or like, yeah, I also go through a ton of podcasts. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. um, On research and stuff. Yeah. 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 Endure was, Endure is definitely, it should be on every, I feel like it should be on every ultra runner's reading list. (laughs) Yes. I agree. I'm adding it to mine right now. (laughs) 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 And so, yeah. Do you want to share some of the trip highlights? Because we definitely talk a little bit about the fatigue and everything, and that makes it hard. But, I mean, what what was it like? How was it? And was it awesome getting to all those summits? Yeah, yeah. So um, speaking of really amazing books, there's also this one called The Joy of Movement. Mm. And um, that one, it, it really helped me to understand why I like climbing mountains so much and why there is so much, you know, the endorphins and the happiness that, that can happen when you're climbing mountains. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely moments of that. But then, you know, I've like you hear also there's this this idea of the flow state and um and I, and absolutely, there were absolutely moments where I was like, I mean, just like in this crazy, happy, like, I felt like I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, skipping like a happy deer down the trail, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> and, and part of it for sure is, you know, realizing this dream that you've been thinking about for years, but then also being outside in the mountains in this beautiful place but then also having all of these little you know goals like like kind of summoning a mountain is like I don't know one of the 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 best examples of this where you have like this goal that you're going to spend your entire day you know trying to get to the top and then you get to the top and it's just like I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty darn cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And to oh. work so hard and, and to go through that. And then, and then the, and the other interesting thing is I find that sometimes um, the, there's like the most adrenaline and the most flow state on the descent. Like I mm-hmm. always find myself, just feeling so ecstatic when I'm on like a downhill um, portion of my run or like the final, you know, descent to the car or whatever. Um, So (laughs) yeah, there's this amazing process uh, when you're climbing mountains that, that, um, that brings a lot of joy. Yeah. That would be fun. I, yeah, I, and it kept it keeps happening over and over again where you're doing all 15 and 16 yeah. six days. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, continuous. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so but, technically, like how did you you were following GPS 
tracks. Is that correct? Like, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, coming back to the the whole like like some people are afraid of navigation thing. The 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 tools that we have today are so unbelievable. Um, so I, I have a, a Garmin watch that has map capabilities on it. So, you know, I could create a GPS track. I, you know, before I, I started this, I had created GPS tracks in Caltopo, which is my, uh, my husband created Caltopo. So I'm an avid Caltopo user. And <laughs> so create, you know, I studied, um, satellite imagery, snow conditions, slope angle shading, trails, you know, like I studied these mountains in depth and, you know, in addition to the, the beta that you have online, that's another yeah. amazing resource these days. So I, I felt fairly confident in my, my route because I was doing a, like you, when you're connecting these peaks, you're doing, um, you're going over terrain that a lot of people don't, don't normally travel over. And so you kind of, I, I, um, I just felt like all of the tools that we have now gave, helped give you a lot more confidence in what you're going to actually experience when you get there. And so I had a, a GPS track on my watch that I could, that I could follow. And like literally, you know, it's, it's dark and you can barely mm-hmm. see anything, but my, my, my route, like I, managed to like do enough research at home that I actually felt pretty darn comfortable with, with just following the line on my watch practically, you know? Yeah. And we didn't have that 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Technology has come such a long way. And then, I mean, not even just like, like stuff like this. I mean, you can't imagine or people couldn't have imagined it, you know, 15, 10 years ago. And now it's pretty commonplace to have Mm -hmm. GPS on your, on your watch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that was, that's super. And, you know, not like you don't have to stop and pull out your phone. You just like literally like look at your wrist is just unbelievable. Or a map. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's going to help you in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. You have a headlight. (laughs) Yeah. But, but then there's, so the backup, I just, I mean, it's um, the backup, like having um, maps on my phone, um, and then also like, like m- multiple headlamps, multiple batteries, you know, like all of these kind of safety measures. Yeah. yeah. Had you mm-hmm. out before? I was wondering Had about that. Done any of this? Oh, say that again. Had you gone out before and climbed, you know, any of these 14ers? So you kind of knew what you were going into? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, almost all of them I had done before. Okay. But you kind of have to do, um, you sometimes have to do a slightly different route because it's more efficient to, to go a different way when you're trying to connect them as opposed to just like going back to the trailhead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's a mix of like terrain that I had been on before, but then also new stuff. Nice. Yeah. But. But I totally realized that, like, <laughs> I mean, this is like my my little adventure is is not necessarily um, something that a lot of people are going to be interested in. And, you know, this is like it, like it just happens to be something that is like perfectly suited to what I love to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily something that um, 
you know, most, you know, mom ultra runners are doing, you know, like I, so I fully, but I feel like there's so many um, parallels in like, 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 you know, I, I really, really, really want to instill in, in other moms that like to, to hold on to those dreams and, and, you know, to like figure out how to make it happen because I feel like a a lot of people just give up and it's, and it's really unfortunate that, you know, (laughs) they're like, well, I'm a mom now, so I don't exercise anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, love, we love what you're doing and what you're showing the world. And, and there are a lot of parallels because it is all about the endurance. I mean, reading your report, I've never been through something like what you've gone through, uh, like six days of mountain (laughs) climbing and, um, you know, pretty much trying to run or climb every moment you're awake for those, that amount of time. But it's like, I can relate with the fatigue and, um, just how you described certain sections of the trail or even the flow state and, and coming down descents. And um, a lot of people have been there and can appreciate just that kind of accomplishment. I well, guess. just going after your dreams and showing them that, you know, it is possible to do this type of thing. Maybe you don't need to do such a grand, you know, six day thing but even if you just I mean for moms who are just starting to run long distance a half marathon a marathon a 50k like anything that you want to set your mind to and you want to go after it's going to take more time than if you weren't doing that but put you know you can do it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) that's definitely why I I really like the concept behind your guys's podcast and in particular that like (laughs) You know, you have to be so creative when like trying to integrate exercise and training into a life with kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really it's, it's nice to um to hear what other people have tried and how they've done it and and because you, yeah, you get ideas that like are inspiring and I don't know, it's it's mm-hmm. from when you're dealing with it day to day like a lot, there is so many opportunities to be disappointed when you're a mom, like, you know, the, like all day long, you're, you're not able to do mm-hmm. what you want to do. You have to like do what your kid wants to do. And if you, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you think about it that way and you focus on it, then it can be really like depressing and disappointing, but then, but then there's other ways of approaching it and thinking about it. And that and and um, getting ideas from other moms can like reinvigorate your yeah. mm-hmm. you know like excitement for tackling it and being like okay you know we're gonna try that stroller one the idea and maybe maybe we can actually make stroller runs happen and you know uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah yep. yeah yeah <laughs> well I'm glad you're liking it thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. And- so I'm I'm curious, what did training look like with a two-year-old around, and what was your child doing during the FKT, and your husband, and how are you yeah. checking in with them? Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of questions yeah. all at once. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell us everything. Yeah, let's see if I can remember. <laughs> so another one of the fantastic 
little tech, the um, new technologies that we have now are these. Um, I have a, it's a, an inReach Mini is what it's called. And it's, and it is using the satellite network mm -hmm. to send text messages. And so I was able to actually send text messages to, you know, not only my support crew, like, everything's okay. I'm on schedule, you know, see you at the trailhead to my, um, I had a lot of weather in, um, during the attempt. And, um, and my husband was like, he was my weatherman. He like, <laughs> <laughs> he could, you know, in the field, he could be like, okay, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, clearing over the Palisades or it's really bad over the Palisades or whatever, um, which was amazing. And, but then also, um, it, it did give me a boost of, you know, um, endurance because I was talking to the outside world and there were people mm -hmm. sending me encouraging messages and stuff. But then also, you know, I could just like let my husband know that I was okay and, or I made it through, you know, I made it through a sketchy spot and, you know, everything's okay. And, and, and that was a really, really awesome tool to have. Mm -hmm. so my, during the second attempt, my husband did all of the childcare, um, mm -hmm. um, and we we did have some. No, well, I guess actually, grandparents were in town for a little bit. That's right. Yeah. So okay. his parents helped a little bit, and he. So between him and his parents, Tyler was taken care of with childcare. <laughs> yeah. And, Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you did you get to talk to him? at all or did you talk to him at all well it, back when when I got back to the car when I had okay. like there there were some moments when I when I you know could could talk to him for a little bit when I was yeah. in the car yeah and and then wait what was that was like part <laughs> C of the question right <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> you can hold yeah. it for a couple at a time <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I just, but it, I'm wondering. Um, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna ask. Um, well, this is about food. I'm always thinking about food. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've, I've learned that about you. <laughs> I I like I like to eat, and that's why I run long distances. <laughs> what your intake was like or did you I mean you were went out for 35 36 hours so you must have eaten some I saw a lot of summit cookies so you can't say that you're not into food yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so this was um this was also where uh, you know I had another opportunity to be an engineer I, you know I love spreadsheets and so I have a food spreadsheet which um you know <laughs> Um, I, so I knew my goal was to pack 250 calories per hour. And, mm -hmm. um, and I just knew from training that, you know, usually I would go under that. And so 250 calories per hour was safe. And then I kind of also knew, um, like I, I'm one of those people that, that do suffer from, um, fatigue, like taste fatigue after a while. Mm -hmm. So I have to bring, I have to bring like, you know, 10 different things. I can't just eat, you know, one bar the entire time. 
yeah but then the other yeah the the other thing that um that is is more important when you're doing like not only you know a 30-hour push but if you're trying to do it day in and day out you know your food your your body is not going to be able to live on just carbohydrate carbohydrates the whole time you know you still need Mm -hmm. your protein and your fat and and um and you know so there are these little strategies for uh, like for example I would eat the foods that were more like the character the stereotypical running foods on the climbs up and then when I would hit the summit that's and and I knew that I was going to have like a descent or I wasn't going to be moving too fast if I'm doing like a technical ridge I'm moving really slowly and you don't have to worry so much about like you know having a you know like some nuts and and you know in your tummy or something like when you're on your run there's all these foods that that you can't eat because it just I don't know it just sits in your stomach mm-hmm. and it, it yep. just feels awful yeah <laughs> yes but so but you do have to like you know um, get in the fats and the the proteins you know periodically um, and I, so I would do that when I knew that I had like a you know a descent or some some other section that wouldn't be as like cardiovascular challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and yeah. So and then, the, would, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So there's the, like probably exactly what you guys do. The liquid calories is like a huge godsend. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I'm also, I'm, I really am a fan of my like liquid calories with amino acids is also a, like that can really help um, with this this idea of like you know your body needs something more than carbohydrates. So amino acids is a pretty safe one for like running. So yeah. um, the liquid calories and then um, and then of course like some gels and stuff like that, um, so that which I'm sure that you guys use all the time. But then I know <laughs> from a previous podcast, the Stroop waffles, that's a really, really good one. <laughs> they are. They're so good. Cause I liked it yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Common theme. Yeah. Yeah. But there was, yeah. So it's a mix of like, you're kind of the, the foods that work well for running, but then you also have to think about long-term satisfying mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would have, I kind of liked reading about, um, you had your routine sometimes of having soup when you got back to the car and then you would do your little foot soak. Um, maybe you could touch on that a little bit too, just regroup for the next chunk. (laughs) Yeah. So the, the recovery, like I always, I kind of had like, you know, an hour of, um, I don't know, trying to get everything in the, mm-hmm. you know, eating and, um, and taking care of my body and preparing for the next day and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I found pr- uh, particularly because last, last year in the Sierra, we had, you know, we still had a ton of snow in, in September. And so m- my feet were getting trashed because they're, you know, you're like, going through snow and they're wet and they're sliding around in your shoes and you're getting, you know, like just uh, the feet, the feet were <laughs> so upset. They, they <laughs> looked like they had gone through a cheese grater. Yeah. I yeah. Saw the picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the right kind of socks and having multiple changes of socks, but then also the foot soak at the end of the day, I, I swear it is so amazing. So, you know, most people have discovered um, um, Epsom salts and like, you, you know, you can do that for recovery. And the one that I settled on is from the fixing your feet guy. <laughs> he, um, it's like <laughs> Listerine, Epsom salts and, um, baking soda. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I swear it's, it's just magical. My feet, I cannot believe that my feet managed to like make it through all of that, but yeah. So there's the foot soak and then taking care of your, your food needs, the, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So homemade bone broth and chicken and pasta and veggies I found was like, just, you know, magical, like made you, you, you know, mentally happy. It made your tummy happy and kind of satisfied all those like protein and, and carbs and veggies, you know, cravings that you have after doing such a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having I'm sure that time went fast that out. Cause you said you had about an hour. I mean, you want to yeah, get all well, this stuff done. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I'm eating dinner while soaking my feet while simultaneously, like pulling out all the trash out of my bag and trying to like <laughs> throw the food in for the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, wow. Then, wow. So it's just so cool. How, can you describe the feeling that you had that last summit and then on the way back down to the car when you knew that you were going to have the FKT for the 14ers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> the, the last summit happened at, it was like 2 a.m. It was in the middle of the night and it was a grease like well, it felt like five miles. It was, it's actually only like a little over a mile of, of, <laughs> of scree, like the, you know, just like the type of scree where you step up and you slide down, you know, like yeah. every step yeah. is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. And it's hard when you've been, you know, you're, you've been out for more than 20 hours moving and it's in the middle of the night and it's dark and it's, the wind is blowing you like really strong wind blowing you over and it's probably less than 30 degrees outside and you're cold and it, so it was it just, it was awful. Like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound very so, pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can, I mean, like, so when summits are, are, you know, like summits are amazing, mm-hmm. you know, in, in good conditions, like when you hit the summit after going through something like that, it's just like, like such a relief, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're doing cartwheels inside, you know, inside your, mm-hmm. inside your head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then of course, like the, the clock is still ticking and right. then, and then, you know, when you get to the, the end of the, 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 you know, the, the, the trailhead, um, I, 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 
I don't think I will ever forget that moment. Like it's one of those things that it, it, it is so, um, um, <laughs> I'm struggling to come up with the words to describe it. <laughs> like I remember like the, 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 the song that was playing in my headphones is I can remember that. And I remember like it was the sun was coming up right at that moment. And it was just like this. um, Yeah. In, in, in the same way that climbing the last summit was the most horrific, horrible experience (laughs) you can possibly imagine. (laughs) Like, like hitting the trailhead, you know, it was like one of these most amazing, you know, salient, experiences that um it's almost worth doing the whole thing just for that moment (laughs) it makes me emotional I know yeah yeah well and we then that's one of those things that I feel like I wish I could bottle that up and and share it I want everyone to experience that I you know and and it doesn't you don't have to climb 15 14ers to get it there's a lot of different ways of getting it Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> was was your family there at the end? So no, that was the one sad thing. Is of course like my husband and son are at home in Truckee, and I'm you know at some random trailhead in the in the Southern Sierra. Okay. And um and so yeah, I was al- alone, and which is kind of it's the whole FKT thing that, you know, that like you tend to do them alone. They're, they're your own project mm-hmm, and yeah. there isn't, you know, there isn't a crew cheering you on um, at the aid stations and, you know, and there's nobody at the finish line and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. So that's, that's the one thing that like it, you know, it, you have to, you have to, be okay with yourself mm-hmm. in those moments. <laughs> yeah. You're you are experiencing the whole FKT, the whole process, the whole finish. It's just you taking it in, I guess. Yeah. And there's probably a lot to take in after that. Um but so I'm curious, um, so they weren't they were at home, your husband and your son. What did life look like immediately after this grand epic adventure? And how was it coming back to mom life? Yeah. So this is one of those things that I've heard a lot of people struggle with that. um, Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't want to um, compare myself to a professional athlete, but this is, I've heard a professional athlete talking about how after he finally did this, you know, mountain that he'd been dreaming about, he, you know, just came home and kind of crashed. Like, mm-hmm. who am I now? What, yeah. what, you know, like you, you can go through like depression because you no longer have that, um, those endorphins. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I definitely felt that and, and I have been doing a lot of introspection about like, well, you know, what may, why was I so happy during training and during the FKT and exactly Mm -hmm. what are those elements and, and, you know, um, how do I maintain those elements through life? And, um, 
and you know realizing that there are a, a lot of factors that that create happiness yeah and and like we were talking about before you you don't have to climb 15 14ers to be happy that's just right. one way of doing it and and mm-hmm. realizing that you know for a lot of people you know they are happiest when they're out fishing or mm-hmm. you know on a boat or what you know whatever yeah and um yeah so it's been a really fascinating process of trying to figure out like um what are those key elements of happiness and how do you achieve them you know and and maintain them in your life <laughs> so yeah. i a lot of um now <laughs> you know, philosophical research and reading a lot of philosophy books. And so, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you're going through a crisis a little bit. No, 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 that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. It would be hard to work for something. I mean, it has to be emotionally that you put basically, you know, so much of your thought goes into this for, months and years and it's over in six days and then it's like okay now what yeah yeah exactly I mean, I, like I, yeah yeah I can't imagine another goal that is going to surpass that yeah and mm-hmm. well and I I also had to promise my husband that I wouldn't would not um at least for a little while I, w- I was not going to you know do that much training and train that hard <laughs> because it it was for sure it was a huge strain on the relationship and he had to put a lot of things on, you know, aside that he wanted to do. So to make mm-hmm. this happen for me mm-hmm. and it's totally, you know, unfair to ask him to do that every season. Yeah. And, you know, so I kind of had to figure out, um, like, you know, I can't do that again. I can't do that every year, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> you just have, you have a little bit more time to dream. Right. <laughs> Dream of the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then also, so one of the the things that I realized was the the elements to the happiness was this um this self education and development that the the training process prompted me to go through, and mm-hmm. and I and that so that to me like I found that just so fun to like to have an excuse to say really dig into nutrition and figure out what is the best way to fuel myself. And, and, you know, I felt like that was um, one of the very, one of the many elements that, that created happiness for me. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So what I um, like, what I'm playing with right now is, um, I, I am fantasizing about some different FKTs, but mm-hmm. it's in a, a, a totally different style and it's going to give me an opportunity to figure out some new techniques that I've never, you know, like really explored before. And so, you know, it may not be quite as glamorous as the California 14er, <laughs> but I'm really excited about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God. Are you sharing that or no? Not yet. 
I am, I'm, I'm not. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm <so> excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's this, there's this funny thing in the FKT world where it's kind of like, it's a, it's a competition. Like if you tell somebody what your project is, it might give them the idea to go and, and, right. and do it before you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. So I'll just okay, have to well, be watching your blog or your, your reports. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How, how can, is there any way for us and our listeners to follow you? How can we find you? Well, um, um, I am an avid Strava user. Um, cool. so, so if, yeah, Strava is, is like, of course, that's like a lot of data, you know, following somebody's <laughs> training plan every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but and <clears throat> and and I'm also, you know, I, I will put a trip report if it's something, you know, super cool and worth writing about. I'll put a trip report on on my WordPress, my WordPress page. Okay. Um, but I know I'm not I'm not a professional athlete and I <laughs> mm-hmm. I I, you know, obviously have other things keeping me busy that (laughs) I, um, yeah, I, I know I'm not very good about like blogging and, and posting stuff. It takes a lot of time. And yeah. So, (laughs) but I, I mean, I find I'm, I'm, I wish that I could more often. I really, I I don't know. It's, it seems like so much fun to, to like have that form of expression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, me and my husband obviously enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I am excited to see where you go from here. Yes, I am too. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to to be with us today. It was awesome. It was awesome. Awesome and really inspiring hearing your story and good job on the FKT. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So before we let you go, we ask two questions. And the first one is, um, what is the favorite, your favorite race that you've ever run? Yeah. So, (laughs) so, um, this is actually kind of hard for me because I've never really Mm -hmm. been into, racing you know I kind of have always been like the the sort of like um you know choose your own adventure type you know where I like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) so then oh keep going no I just like you know races are expensive and what if you Mm -hmm. wake up and you don't feel good that day (laughs) yeah (laughs) which happens part of the challenge (laughs) yeah done some races that like usually it's like like some somebody is is doing a race and they you know are really excited about it and and I go and do it with them for like a social you know um you know just yeah an excuse to be social and do the race with them mm-hmm. so I've done things like like the the beta breakers in San Francisco or another one like the Nike marathon in San Francisco is another one where like you know a group of friends are going to do it and so I just you know join along and do it um (laughs) yeah but I I feel like sorry if I was to to like suggest one 
it probably wouldn't necessarily be a very, you know, good one because I don't have as much experience with lots of different events. Um, but I will say that the Broken Arrow Sky Race in um, in Squaw mm-hmm. is it, a lovely race. It's it like it, you know. Um, and it also is a little bit more mountainous, which is my style. Like I, you know, there's, <laughs> there's <laughs> like last year, um, they set up some, some, some ropes to, to like, so people could use a, a hand line up a section, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of, you know, it was like a particular steep section on snow or whatever, you know, it's kind of that kind of thing. It's a little bit more of an adventurous yeah. Um, run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> what, it's great. What, um, what is one of your go-to healthy meals that you like to make or eat? Yeah. You don't yeah, have yeah, yeah. or eat. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so spring is emerging in Truckee. It's so exciting. We started using our, our barbecue and, you know, just like, contemplating sitting outside, you know, getting out the patio furniture and all that kind of stuff. And the daffodils are coming up in some spots, you know, it's like like that. So right now, because of the season, you know, I'm I'm coming back to my kind of like the summer go to Mm -hmm. is so, so we have a, uh, a chest freezer and we like to buy, um, like it's, you know, like, like, you know, they call them like beef shares or pork shares or lamb shares where you, (laughs) yeah. So we have like local, locally raised animals that you buy a whole bunch of meat at one time and you get, you know, you get the good cuts and you get the bad cuts and you have to, you know, like whatever, you know, you Uh get all all the stuff and, (laughs) and, um, and, but then also we get a CSA box. And so it's kind mm-hmm. of the same idea where you, you know, you, you, you don't get to pick, you know, it's in the box. You're going to have to figure mm-hmm. out how to use it. Yep. And, um, and so the, the summer, like the, the go-to summer is food is like, okay, you know, there's, there's some meat that you defrosted from the chest freezer. It may or may not be the perfect steak, but you're going to put it on the grill and you're going to figure out how to cook it. And, yep. and and the same thing with the CSA box. Like I grill almost everything now. I grill broccoli and carrots and green beans Yum. and yes. you know like kale. You know anything that's mm. in the CSA box, I've realized like you can you can pretty much grill it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it. <laughs> yeah. That takes a lot of time out of uh, having to plan things and like figure it out. It, I like that you just you grab and you grill. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you just seriously, like, like you just, yeah, grab some stuff from, from the chest freezer and defrost it for the week and, you know, just some CSA veggies and you don't have to think about it when you're, you're shopping, you know, just like, yeah. 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 My husband, um, well, it was my father-in-law for a while, but now he doesn't have any cattle, but we have our own cattle that we get from our family. And so that's, we always have lots of meat in the freezer that we just have to pull out and figure out what to do with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Renee, for talking with us today. It's been yeah. so much fun getting to hear. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, and, and it's funny. I had, um, I had like been thinking about, you know, all of the like, 
stroller run tips and we didn't even get to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot to get to, but do you have uh-huh. to top of your head? Is do you want to share something? Well, oh my gosh. No, it's just I mean the the <laughs> um I feel like I have to have a long list of ideas because what worked yesterday may yeah. not work today. Oh yeah. And so <laughs> So my list is like, I mean, it's, it's pretty extensive of like the tactics for figuring out how to, yeah, how to integrate exercise into the family routine. Sorry, I was just going to say recently, the one that I have just started using that, that um, has helped a lot is mm-hmm my son so he's two and a half and he is is getting really really good on his little his little balance bike uh-huh. and, um and he's also you know currently really excited about it because I probably because you know like there's no more like there's no more ice on the bike path and we can mm. you know like we can ride on the bike path again yeah. and so he um he we will bring the bike like I'm in addition to the, you know, two pounds worth of snacks and, you know, <laughs> everything else, I'm, uh-huh. I'm running with his bike. And sometimes mm-hmm. we go out and he just wants to bike and I don't really get to run so much. But then sometimes I get to run seven miles and, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that awesome. one is, that's what's working right now is kind of like bringing the bike and just being ready to run if I, if, and when I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do a lot of the same thing <laughs> and I'm on the bike now. And so I actually can get in kind of a good walk jog, you know, for uh-huh. 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 sometimes. Yeah. If we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, you, I mean, you're just, crushing it I mean as a mom and as an adventurer and fitting in all the training with a two-year-old and whew, I mean you're so impressive you Very are inspiring. Yes. You know, it's no, I don't know it makes me really embarrassed to hear something like that I'm I, <laughs> I know well you emphasize the fact I I like on your trip report you say I'm a normal person and don't have any um great skills like you say something similar to that which I mean me hearing you I'm like no way she is amazing okay. she's a yeah. super mom she's super hero like and I I do understand and I appreciate your message on that that we can empower ourselves to do these things learn these things and go do great epic um feats but um I don't want to take away the fact that you are also just really awesome oh well (laughs) thank you I don't know what else to say thank you (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah well and thank you well thank you for being on today yeah thank you so much thank you for for the podcast it's yeah it's like as you have said yourselves it's it's a you know there's a need Mm -hmm. (laughs) so thank you yeah 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 well thank you (laughs) Awesome. She is amazing. 
She I is know. so cool. Yes. I know she said, like, she's very humble because even you were saying something about how she's, you know, uh, just a normal mom and, but she's so inspiring. And I just, I can't imagine doing something like this and all the time that it takes and all the preparation that goes into it. And then the full FKT of over six days mm-hmm. with a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing accomplishment. And I, I just, I love reading about it and hearing her share stories about it. And I feel like she's such a relatable person. It's, I can put myself in what she did a little bit. I mean, just only a little bit because I don't have the experience behind that, but it was still, it's so inspiring and invigorating. And like she was saying how she wants all, all women to have these kind of summit experiences where they set out to do something and they proved to themselves that they could. And I just love that that's her message. I love um, how organized and prepared she is. And um, because I want to be like that and just how much she like really invests um, into herself, like her training and her mental training and her learning. I mean, she, you can tell that she's, a learner and um, just like soaks up books and podcasts and it's yeah. just it's really awesome. Love it. It is. Yeah. It was, I really enjoyed talking with her. So. Mm-hmm. so if you guys out there liked this kind of content, um, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can rate and review us. That goes a long way um, for us. And please share with your mom tribe, anybody that might be inspired by something like this. I don't know who wouldn't be. (laughs) And um, subscribe to uh, Treeline Journal's newsletter. Um, That's where we post um, updates, like new episodes when they come out, just so that you don't miss anything. You can go to treelinejournal.com for that. And if you want to email us questions or comments, you can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com. And you can also leave us voice messages. Just click the link in the show notes below and it'll take you to Anchor and you can record. And Nikki and I will get to listen and it'll be put on a future podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So um, enjoy your day. I hope you are um, maybe out somewhere outside running or training or or just being happy, you know, yes. somewhere in nature or whatever. Yeah. And um, go have a killer day. Yeah. Run hard, mom hard. Run hard, mom hard. Woo! And then you go put it in your spreadsheet, don't you? I love your engineering mind because I, I don't feel like I'm very well equipped in that area because I I do love to be organized. I'm just not. Want to say hi to Nikki? Hello. Hello. Hi, Nana. Okay, go downstairs with Nana. She's going to get you a snack. Real life right there. That's not what I wanted. I definitely, there was freezing like throughout that. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, Teresa. It'd be a short outro or outro. Outro. Yeah. yeah.
ultra. whatever it's called. Uh, an ultra outro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except that would be really long. It looks like yeah. <laughs> a sprint, a sprint yeah. row. I am such a dork because I feel <laughs> like, very much Mom, the I same. I hope you're in nature. <laughs> I hope you're outside. Moving on. Uh, uh, uh. You're, you're frozen. Still frozen. Still frozen. Still frozen. So are you yeah. up ignoring me or just waiting for you to be done? <laughs> I love having a co-host because you just kind of pick things up if I'm like frozen or um, <laughs> dumb. I was hoping you felt that way because I feel that way for sure. Okay. Times a million. You're like, oh, oh come on, get your questions together. Never, never. <laughs> I never think that ever. Okay ever okay. have I ever thought that 50% <laughs> of the time he's gone yeah <laughs> I do need him I 